Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It's Shawnee here, your host. I think this is an interview that I recorded a while back, but I'm just now getting it out there. And the beautiful human that I'm interviewing today is Natalie Gerardo. Um, she is the founder of Rooted In, which is a line of um, therapeutic magnesium infused moisturizers that actively calm and relax your mood. She is a sought after thought leader, an educator, a speaker that has worked at the forefront of the wellness industry for over eight years. Um, she's considered an expert in all things magnesium, and her mission is to um, to spread awareness of this powerful mineral to all who struggle to live their most vibrant lives. And so we're going to talk a little bit here about her background, about, you know, um, the kind of work that she does. Um, we'll talk a little bit about kind of the gaps in Western medicine and, and when it comes to addressing the root cause of somebody's health. So yeah, I hope you enjoy our interview. I hope you find it super informative. I certainly learned a lot from her as we were talking. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think. And we'll just go ahead and dive right into it. Hi, friends. My name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer. And I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Natalie, I'm so excited to have you. I am so, so, so excited to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to interview with me. Um, you know, we have some really great topics that we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into that, could you give a short like description introduction of who you are and um, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So to really understand um, my mission and my goal and everything that I'm trying to accomplish, you kind of need to know a little backstory. Yeah. So a little backstory is um, it wasn't that far long ago, five, maybe eight years ago, um, that I wasn't feeling well. And I mean, I really wasn't feeling well. I couldn't sleep at night. I was dealing with chronic anxiety. I was having panic attacks. My hormones were all over the place. I was irritable, moody. I was just awful to be around. Mm -hmm. And I tried, you know, I was checking all the boxes. So I was eating a good, well-balanced organic diet. I was exercising regularly. I was using really healthy products in my house and yet I still felt like garbage. Mm -hmm. And so I did what any normal person would do. And I went to the doctor and I said, Hey doc, what is wrong with me? And right. she was kind enough to do a battery of tests. She sent me to countless specialists and I was poked and prodded and, you know, all the stuff. And when it was all said and down, uh, she sat me down and she looked me straight in the eyes and she said, Natalie, 
there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly healthy. She said, you know something? I think think you're just getting old. (laughs) I was like, what? This is what aging feels like, (laughs) you know? And I thought, no, that's not okay. Like, I can't live my life like this. This is not what aging gracefully sounds like. You know, that's not what I'm looking forward to. So I went on this journey to figure out what was wrong with me, to heal myself naturally and really get to the root cause of what was going on. Mm -hmm. So I spent thousands of dollars and and years of my life trying to figure out that solution. And it kind of came upon me at work. At the time, I owned a natural store, believe it or not. And one of my customers, we were talking about what was going on with me. And she said, you know, have you tried magnesium on your skin? And I'm like, you know, I, I will, I'll try anything at this point. Like something's got to work, you know? Um, And so I started using magnesium on my skin. And within a few days, I went from sleeping two hours a night to sleeping six to eight hours a night. And the anxiety started to slowly melt away. I stopped having panic attacks. I was more energetic. I was able to play with my kids. I wasn't snapping at my husband all the time. You know, I felt like myself again. And that kind of like set off this huge light bulb, like, wait a second, why didn't my doctors tell me about this? Why haven't I heard about this and all of the research that I've been doing? Why is no one talking about this? Not even my functional medicine doctors were talking about this. So it's really been um, my goal to share all the knowledge that I've learned over these past few years and all the research I've done into magnesium and so that I can help other people who are in the same predicament that I was and help them lead more vibrant, healthy, and energetic lives. Wow. That is so crazy that, and you're not the first person I've talked to that this has happened to, like not with the magnesium deficiency, but like just in general, like something is wrong. You go to the doctor and they tell you nothing's wrong with you. You're perfectly healthy, but there's still something off. And you're like, am I crazy? Like what's wrong? (laughs) Um, There's gotta be something off, but you know, your blood work looks fine and your physical is fine. And I mean, Um, it's so interesting how that can just unfold. And uh, what do you do now um, in helping people learn more about magnesium deficiency and the the importance of this mineral? Yeah. So um, my way of kind of getting, spreading the word and kind of really, really getting um, information out to the masses is through social media, because I mean, it's, it's this incredible platform that's free and you can reach thousands and thousands of people all at once. Um, So I've been really, really getting the message out on social media. I've been going from podcast to podcast, kind of like similar to yours, where people are are really kind of putting out new and innovative information out there. Um, So I've kind of been doing that that circuit. And the feedback's been amazing. Like we've been hearing from people from all over the world who are saying, oh my goodness, magnesium was the missing link. That was that last kind of like you know, brick in the foundation that I needed to really help me get my health and life back again. So it's been so rewarding. That is so cool. And I'm sure that like people who kind of have suffered from sleep disorders or, you know, like especially sleep disorders, but it can also manifest in other ways. Um, at least having something to try, you know, (laughs) like at least having something to explore. Um, so your your business is called Rooted In, right? Yeah. So um, what happened throughout this whole journey is for me, using magnesium topically was just a no-brainer for me. Um, in the past, I've had leaky gut and some gut issues, so I don't absorb nutrients um, orally as well as I should. And I think that's very common. We're seeing that trend across 
um, the country that people are having more and more gut issues. And we could totally go down the rabbit hole on that. <laughs> yeah, so I know. I was about to say, that, you know? gut health is like a whole nother thing we could <laughs> <Yes>. do. <laughs> Absolutely. So like many other people, I don't absorb nutrients as well um, as I should be by taking oral supplements. So topical is just an incredible way for me to get more magnesium into my system without having to deal with stomach upset or digestive issues. So, um, I found that on the market, there wasn't enough, um, clean and healthy magnesium products that you could use on your skin. I mean, there are lots that are filled with parabens and artificial fragrance and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. But I wasn't willing to put that on my family. I wasn't willing to to let my kids use a product like that. So I kind of, you know, I did what a lot of people do. When you see a problem, you create a solution. And yeah. um, I, I did. It took me two years um, working during, of course, the pandemic, which didn't make it much easier Yeah, <laughs> to formulate a healthy uh, magnesium cream that is just super, super highly concentrated with magnesium chloride. We worked with four different chemists from around the world because what I was doing is something that had never been done before. And sometimes when you approach people, you're like, Hey, I need this. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't exist. I'm like, cool, make it exist. Let's do Let's make it exist. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we launched about a year ago and um, we sold out four times. We're sold out right now. So we're hoping that we, we um, get more in stock, hopefully very soon, very, very soon. But the, the, feedback's been amazing. Like it's really been life-changing. It's been exciting and it's been, um, just a beautiful journey. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I love that you said, you know, when you see a problem and you don't see a solution for it, find one and do it yourself, you know, um, something popped up in my head as you were talking, whenever people are looking for like clean, healthy products to use on their skin, this is like an issue. And I, you know, I had another interview with like a, um, a holistic esthetician and we dive, we dove a little bit into this, but what was your approach in making sure everything was like clean and, and healthy and safe to use? Yeah. So I think, especially for, for most people who are out there, when you're at, you know, Target or if you're at the store and you're looking for a product to use on your skin, it can be really overwhelming. Like you can read the back of a label and it could say this long, like chemical word. You're like, Oh my gosh, what is that? And it's really just shea butter, you know? Right. right, Exactly. (laughs) You just just don't know what you don't know. And, and I don't think any of us are trying to go out there and get a chemistry degree to figure out what all these things mean. So, um, I really like, um, as a resource, the skin deep EWG website, Mm. um, and, um, it's, you know, free website, easily accessed. You just go, you know, search skin deep EWG. And they have a really good database where you can go ahead and put an ingredient in there. And they make it so easy. It's green, yellow, red, red, meaning stay away, yellow, meaning eh, every once in a while and green, meaning cool. This is okay. Um, and they also have it ranked from one to 10. So 10, meaning the worst one, meaning the cleanest. I always say as a rule of thumb, um, stay in the green, you know, stay under four if possible. And you're, you're, you're going to be in a good place if you do that. And so when we formulated the ingredients, we said it has to be a three or under, it's got to be in the green or it's not going to be in our product. So, um, that's what we used as a guideline for our formulation. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I always like to ask that because uh, like you said, it can be so overwhelming to like look at labels and see all these words that you don't understand and all these chemicals names that you don't understand. And, um, you have, people have no idea like what they're putting on their faces, what they're ingesting and things like that. So that's kind of why that came up for me. I feel like it's implied, but can you dive a little bit deeper into why you decided to name your business rooted in? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, so I decided that Rooted In was a wonderful way of reminding myself and everybody else out there that you really need to dig deep and get to the and, and get to the root cause of what's happening in your body. Um, that's number one. Number two is being rooted in your health. You know, mm -hmm. like it's not just a take a pill and I'm going to feel better. Like yeah. as much as I love magnesium and I do, like I'm obsessed with this mineral because it's <laughs> so life changing for me. I yeah. also know that if I were to eat, you know, take magnesium every day and then eat pizza and drink lots of alcohol and eat lots of sugar, that that magnesium is not going to do a darn thing for me. It's not mm -hmm. going to help me. It, it's not like, I feel like so many people are looking for that magic pill that'll yeah. give them permission to live a really unhealthy lifestyle, but Hey, I took this, you know, multivitamin, so I'm going to be fine. Like it just doesn't yeah. work like that. Um, I'm a big believer in you cannot supplement your way out of a bad diet. Like diet is always first, you yes. know? Yeah. So I'm a big believer. So we have, you know, staying rooted in your health, getting to that root cause of what's happening. And then I'm a very faithful person. So for me, being rooted in means being rooted in your faith, because I really don't think I would be on this journey and, and have gotten all these light bulbs in my life if it wasn't for um, my commitment to my faith. So yeah. I kind of, that three prong approach is where we came up with the name. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I think it's so important too to find like the root cause of things and not just put a bandaid over them. Because I think so often in, in Western medicine, as you clearly experienced in your own journey, Western medicine can fail us sometimes because it's not like, and it drives me insane. I don't understand like how it hasn't shifted into a more holistic approach. But I mean, it's nice that there are more holistic modalities out there, but like sometimes when you go to the doctor and they run the typical labs and do your physical and everything is, you know, quote unquote, okay, that that's it. They just kind of send you off. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you. You'll have to deal with it on your own, you know? And, um, you know, in a way, you know, Western medicine kind of failed you a little bit because they, you had no idea what was going on with you and why you weren't able to sleep and why you were having all this anxiety and stuff. And where do you feel like the gap is in Western medicine right now when it comes to addressing the root cause of health problems? Um, that's a wonderful question. And I think um, there's two, two things I'd love to see change in Western medicine. Yeah. The first is I really wish doctors had a stronger foundation in nutrition because I really, really believe that so yeah. many of our issues could be solved with proper diet and proper advice. Like, like a, my, my, a great example is my mom had gone to the doctor a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and she's an older woman, you know, she's, she's just fine, healthy, but she went for a physical and the doctor tells her, Oh my goodness, you know, you're my only patient at your age. That's not on a prescription medicine. And my mom's like, well, well, that's, that's terrible. That's awful. You know, like, yeah, people shouldn't be on prescription meds like this. And at the time they found out she was pre-diabetic. And to me, there's no such thing. You're either diabetic or you're not, but right. she's pre-diabetic, you know? Right. And he's like, you know, we, we really need to consider doing some medications so that you don't become diabetic. And she's like, I really want to address this with my diet. He's like, you can't diet's not going to fix this. And she's like, give me three months. I'll come back and recheck in three months. Sure enough, she went home, cleaned up her diet really, really well, you know, cut out the, the foods that were causing her issues, came back, her numbers were perfect. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm amazed, but you know, we still need to consider medication. Like he still wanted to push medication. Oh my God. Insane. <laughs> so my thought is, you know, this, this doctor and bless his heart, he just doesn't know, you know, he didn't yeah. get the foundational training in nutrition that he needs 
in order to make other suggestions. It's not his fault. He just wasn't educated in that. So I would love to see a shift in medicine with more just foundational nutritional principles so that doctors could say, Hey, maybe you try X, Y, and Z before we go into medication. So I'd love to see that. And then um, the second thing I'd love to see change in medicine is that doctors, um, don't have such hard and fast specialties. Yeah. Cause I find that like, if you go to a surgeon, he's going to want to cut something out. If you go to a GI doctor, he's going to want to give you something for your gut. If you go to a heart doctor, he's going to want to do something for your heart, but there's so our, our body isn't just one piece, one piece and one piece. It's yeah. the sum of its parts. Like we are yeah. holistic beings and our issues need to be addressed holistically. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. You know, and I I even think like, even if there are doctors that do have specific specialties, they should still have some kind of like training education or inclusion of like the holistic side of things too. Um, And it's so interesting that you are telling that story because that happened to me, not the exact same situation, but like, you know, so I, I have, um, I have diabetes in my family. Like it's, you know, it's, it's uh, generational. So I went to the doctor one year. I had a physical done. I was deemed pre-diabetic and I was, you know, overweight and whatnot. And I was told to kind of like start eating healthy, losing weight. And because I was pre-diabetic, they wanted to put me on medication. And I was like, at the time, you know, I just, this was before nursing school. I had zero knowledge about medicine at the time. And so I, other than what I had seen my mom, because my mom was diabetic and all of a sudden, you know, they're putting me on this medication and I'm taking it and it makes me feel awful. Like I'm feeling so terrible. I only took it for like two or three months. And then I went back and I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to take this medication anymore. So I just stopped and I ended up just like losing weight and getting really healthy, started eating healthy, started exercising more, like really getting my own health and wellness in line. And then, you know, she was still trying to push meds on me. And I went back and like my labs were totally normal and I wasn't pre-diabetic anymore. And it's just so crazy to me how, how much they really push prescribing medications to people and, and then don't provide any education around it either. I had zero idea that that medication was going to make me feel the way that it did. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I agree. it's so insane. <laughs> It really, really is. And and like, I've seen, you know, different, different people will quote different stats, but I've seen stats like 70 to 80% of the diseases that we're facing, the chronic diseases that we're facing here in America can be traced back to your diet. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like, why don't we focus? And, and yet, and, and I get it. It's hard. Like you turn on the TV and there's advertisements for fast food. You drive down the street, it's fast food. People like generally accept that fast food is okay to eat and that sugar is okay to eat. Like I send my kids to school and there's a birthday party. So they get cupcakes. The next day is an ice cream party. The next day, you know, it's like, like, it's so hard. It's very normalized. Yeah, it really is. And it's my understanding that it's not like that in other countries, but (laughs) other countries do not consume sugar at the rate that we do, do not consume fried foods and processed foods. They don't have ads for, for, for drugs. (laughs) They don't have (laughs) ads for medication in other countries just here. Yes. Yes. So sometimes it really does feel like it's an uphill battle Yeah. Um, to really protect our families. I mean, ourselves, our families, our loved ones from the barrage of of unhealthy information 
out yeah. there. So yeah, it, it's, 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 it's not, not easy, but it's definitely worth it because my goal is to not be on a litany of drugs as I age. Oh yeah. My, Who wants to normal, live like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like my normal is not the same as somebody else's normal. Somebody else's normal could be very well to like, you know, be on drugs or be in pain or wake up. No, that's not my normal. I want to spring out of bed, be energized and be like that up until I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So I want to, dive a little bit deeper into like magnesium itself and like what can we talk a little bit about like some of the science behind like why it's so important and how can you figure out if you are deficient in it? Yeah. So um, magnesium is involved in over 700 different biochemical reactions in our body. Yeah. It's necessary. Like if we don't have magnesium, we will perish. It's that important. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really is. And it's a mineral. It's not a drug. It's found in our food. So it's not like um, some weird, hard thing to get. Um, the typical person who has magnesium deficiency is going to have headaches, chronic headaches, migraines. They're going to have insomnia, restless legs. They'll have leg cramping, Charlie horses. They'll have hormonal imbalances, anxiety, depression depression, um, irritability, all of that can be tied back to magnesium deficiency. So I'm sure after hearing all those symptoms, we can think of a few people in our lives that probably have some of those symptoms. And it's very, very common. The National Institute of Health estimates that around 70% of Americans are struggling to get enough magnesium every single day. Like 70% is a huge number. To me, that's an epidemic. Like that's a big, big deal. And there's like a whole number of reasons why this is happening. Part of it is that our food doesn't have the same amount of magnesium in it that it did 50 years ago. You know, like our food, yeah. our soil is depleted. Our farming practices are just so different now than they used to be before. And so our food is not giving us what we need. And so as much as we eat and eat and eat, we can still sometimes fall short. And that tied to a high stress lifestyle filled with lots of sugar and alcohol and caffeine, which are all magnesium depleters, then we really see this perfect storm of deficiency happening. So it's, it's, it's a bigger problem than I think it's made out to be. Um, it's something that really needs to be discussed more in our doctor's offices and you know, discussed more on podcasts like what you're doing now, because it's, it's a huge issue. It really is. It's so interesting because like, you know, I used to not really be able to sleep very well and it was hard for me because I worked nights for a long time in the hospital. And whenever my body was like on that cycle, it was really hard whenever I shift to a day shift schedule, like to a normal schedule um, to get back on it. And I was just having a lot of like really, really big difficulty with going to sleep. And some, I think one of my other nursing friends had told me like, you should try magnesium. Like I've been, I've been taking it and, um, it is helping me sleep at night. It's a game changer. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't think that it was, you know, that it would cause that much of a difference, but I, I started taking it and immediately, like maybe two or three nights later, so much better quality of sleep. Like I felt so much more, um, I felt better rested whenever I would wake up in the morning. So it is really interesting how like just adding that in can make a world of a difference, especially if you're someone who doesn't really get very good sleep or it helped with your anxiety and stuff, right? 
Yeah. So the reason why uh, magnesium works so well with not only with sleep, but also with anxiety is that it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So we've got our sympathetic and parasympathetic, and we tend to get stuck in sympathetic mode that go, 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 like gotta get stuff done. Yeah. You know? And so in the evenings, we need that parasympathetic system to kind of activate so we can calm down. Our brain can stop racing. Our heart rate can slow down and we can kind of get to a place where our body will allow us to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that shift from sympathetic to to parasympathetic makes the world of difference, particularly when it, when it comes to sleep, it also binds to GABA receptors in our brain. And GABA is a neurotransmitter that's responsible for um, quieting nerve activity in the brain and really helping the brain calm down. And then lastly, and this is where I think it makes the biggest impact, particularly with anxiety and panic is that there's some really incredible incredible research showing that magnesium decreases cortisol levels and cortisols mm. are stress hormone. So that can kind of in, in our, you know, go, go, go lifestyle, cortisol can kind of run haywire in our lives, causing anxiety, panic, and an inability to sleep. So when we get that under control, we see a, a huge difference in our quality of life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. And I love hearing kind of a little bit of the science behind that because, you know, some people will, you know, one of the things I didn't want to happen is people to listen to this episode, go get some like random bottle of magnesium from the store (laughs) and start taking it. Just wanting to, so how do you, how can people approach, you know, adding this mineral into their life if they feel like they're deficient and if if they're, if they have an, um, an inkling that it might be something that can help, how do people go about like, how much to take or, you know, what to try? Sure. So um, the RDA for magnesium is 350 to 400 milligrams a day. I don't love the RDA um, simply because the RDA was created to um, a recommendation for keeping healthy people healthy. So if you're already deficient in magnesium, then the RDA is not going to be enough because you're not where you need to be. So um, I say, use that as a starting point, start there. Your body, magnesium is unbelievable um, because your body will tell you when you've had too much. Mm -hmm. So if you have too much magnesium in your body, you have this very interesting fail safe mechanism where your body, your body will excrete the magnesium very quickly out the other side. So if you've taken too much magnesium, you will get loose stools, you will get diarrhea, that kind of thing. But it's your body's way of protecting you from having too much. So a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to overdose. I want want magnesium, but I don't want to overdose. Well, please know you're safe. Your body will will start to protect you if you take too much. That being said, start with 350 to 400 milligrams a day. See how you feel on that. If you're still struggling to fall asleep, if you're still dealing with leg cramps, then you may want to add a little bit more um, slowly, a little bit at a time. Don't do it all at once, you know, and spread it out throughout the day. Now, there's a lot of different forms of magnesium. And I think this is what trips people up the most because people go to the grocery store or they go to their pharmacy or they go to the health food store and they see like this aisle of magnesium and they all say different things. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't want it. You know, like overwhelmed. So first line of defense is always food. Start with your green leafy vegetables, your nuts, your seeds, pumpkin seeds are a wonderful source of magnesium. Chia seeds Mm -hmm. are a wonderful source. All those beautiful dark leafy greens, you could throw it all on a smoothie and that's a wonderful way to get your magnesium um, in for the day. So incorporate more of that into your diet. Perfect way to start. The second thing that you can do is look at taking an oral supplement. Um, there are lots of different types in the market. We've got things from three mate, which is really good for brain health and mental fatigue. Um, we have, um, glycinate, which is particularly good for sleep. We have malate, which is really great for energy. So there's a lot of different ones on the market. 
Cool. The two that you want to consider avoiding are carbonate and oxide. So magnesium oxide and carbonate only absorb about 4% into your body. Mm. So it's, it's, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm kind of aging myself by saying this, but if you've ever um, had your family to make you take a uh, milk of magnesia, mm. milk of magnesia, it's like, you know, old school remedy, if you're constipated, you know, you yeah. take milk of magnesia, it tastes awful, but it's like an old yeah. school remedy. So milk of magnesia is magnesium oxide. And uh-huh. the, the reason why it's in there is because only 4% gets absorbed. The rest of it's going to come out the other end. So carbonate and oxide do not absorb well. Avoid those at all costs. But all the other ones are really good, healthy options for magnesium. And then lastly is getting magnesium through your skin. So mm-hmm. Epsom salt baths are one of my favorite ways <sighs> to get magnesium. Epsom Love salt it. is magnesium sulfate. That's all it is. Um, and so two cups of Epsom salt in your bath, throw, I always like to throw in a cup of baking soda, the bicarbonate and the baking soda binds to the magnesium and helps it get into your cells faster. So my, my magical recipe is two cups of, mag, um, of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, soak in the tub for 20 minutes. Now, as a busy working mom, I can't always take baths. And I imagine most people can't always take two to three baths a week, although it would be amazing. Um, I would love that. (laughs) Right, That would be awesome, right? Um, But another option is just soak your feet in that same mixture. And that can be done while you're working. You're on the computer, soak your feet. You're reading a book, watching TV, that kind of thing. So soak your feet if you don't have time to take a bath. And then lastly is to use a topical magnesium chloride spray or cream. Um, Use that on your skin. And that's another wonderful way to get magnesium into your system. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So much good information here. I hope, you know, I feel like people listening are going to like want to sit and take notes <laughs> um, because it's, it's really good information. And then also, you know, it's, it's hard, like you said earlier to sift through all of the misinformation out there and all of the noise. Cause it's, it's, it's a very, you know, busy internet, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, do you have like a story of somebody that you helped as far as like, you know, introducing them to the benefits of magnesium and helping them on their journey? Do you have a, a story of like someone that you helped, um, you know, improve their health in that way? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm one of my favorite stories. This happened early on, right as soon as I started my company. It was one of my first first few sales that we hadn't made when we were trying to get the word out about our company. And um, there was a woman who had Lyme disease. She actually had a Facebook group and she moderated it and she had thousands of people in her group. And she stumbled across my product and she's like, hey, I'm going to give it a try. Um, some of the symptoms that she dealt with with Lyme disease was excruciating pain. She mm-hmm. had awful, awful pain in her joints, in her muscles, which made her it really hard for her to function every day and move around every day. And right. she was on a litany of muscle relaxer, relaxers and pain pills. Yeah. And so she uh, got some of our cream, started using it. And within a week, she's messaging me going, maybe this is all in my head. I don't know. But wow, I didn't have to take my muscle relaxers today. And then she's sending me more messages. And she's like, okay, I haven't taken pain pills all week. And it just kind of like kept going. And she was able to get off of a good 70 to 80% of the medication she was taking um, because she finally got magnesium into her body. See, what most people don't know is magnesium is a potent anti-inflammatory as well. It's very, very protective of our body. There's some really cool studies. I want to say it was 2016 study and they tested uh, CRP levels, which are inflammation levels. Yeah. Um, And they test, so they, they tested CRP levels on all of the research participants, and then they gave them magnesium and their CRP levels dropped dramatically after getting adequate magnesium into their bodies. Mm -hmm. And we know inflammation 
can cause joint pain. Certain people, it can cause, you know, everything. tiredness, muscle fatigue, <laughs> so <everything>. much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so much. So magnesium for her, the way inflammation presented was joint pain. And once she got that inflammation down by using magnesium, she saw such a huge difference in her well-being. Wow. It is such a simple solution too, yeah. you know? Um, wow. Do you know anybody else who's kind of had a similar journey to you? Yeah. I mean, I've had, um, I've had one person, she had fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia again, joint pain. There's some really cool information out there, um, tying fibromyalgia to low magnesium. Um, and she called me one day crying, like crying. And I'm like, what is wrong? And she's like, I'm out of cream and I need it now. (laughs) She's like, I can't function. And so we were able to get her, her product as quickly as possible, but you know, fibromyalgia, um, me personally, my, um, my youngest son really struggles with ADHD and, um, it, it can present as very hyperactive (laughs) behavior, you know? Um, and one in my research, um, I found that ADHD in children is there's some correlative research showing low magnesium with ADHD and even autism spectrum um, disorder. Mm -hmm. So the studies are showing that when children had adequate magnesium, we see a lot of these symptoms kind of fall away. Mm -hmm. And um, he, you know, my son was struggling to sleep at night. He was struggling to sit still. He was struggling with just emotional irritability and that kind of thing. And I'm like, dude, we need to get more magnesium to this kid. So once we, once we raised his levels and got him um, a little bit more in balance, we saw a huge change in his behavior. So um, even in my household, we see you know, and does he take any like um, ADHD medication? No, he doesn't See, take that any. Is amazing. No, yeah. we um we we actually found um, an incredible practitioner that was able to te- test his neurotransmitters, and he was low in GABA um, last time he was tested. And magnesium, of course, increases GABA. Yeah. So we, and yeah. um, he was a little low in dopamine as well. So we've kind of done some lifestyle changes to, um, keep that dopamine at a regular level. Um, mm-hmm. because especially with dopamine, you know, being on, on, on devices, on, you know, yeah. phone and video games, those are dopamine, like that'll just make it go up and down, up and down, up and down. So yeah. we kind of had to make some lifestyle changes as well, but yeah, he's not on any med- medication or anything like that. He's straight A student. He does incredibly, um, now, but it, it's been a journey. It really has been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like for, for people out there. And I think, I think this is one of the most important things that we can like go over here is how can we like, how can people become empowered to talk to their physicians if they feel like they're deficient in magnesium or really anything, if they feel like there's something wrong, but their labs are showing that they're fine and their physical is fine. Like what would be your advice for people to just become a little bit more empowered to talking to their physician or seeking out a different physician or a practitioner. Yeah. So, um, I am a huge believer in when somebody tells you what their version of normal is, it doesn't mean that's what your version of normal is. So mm-hmm. if the doctor says your lab work is fine, that's normal. Well, you know, my, I might run higher on certain levels or I might run lower on certain levels. You know, the, I'm just because I'm in your range doesn't mean I'm in my range. Mm. So keep going. Like, you know, your body more than five minutes with your physician, you know, he's not going to know what's really going on in five minutes. And sometimes, sometimes it's not just, you know, your blood work. Sometimes it's your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's be real. We, we tend to really accept stress as a part of our life and it shouldn't be, um, stress is so much deadlier than it is made out to be. It really, really is. 
So sometimes you've got to make those hard choices in your life, whether it's your job, whether it's the way that you're living your life, whether it's the way that, you know, how much, how much time you give yourself for sleep and for self-care. And when I say self-care, I don't mean like getting your nails done or go getting your eyebrows done. That's (laughs) not self-care. That's just making you look nice. That's not real self-care. Self-care is finding that hobby that just gives you joy. Um, That self-care is giving yourself days to take a mental health break because you just can't do it today. You know, Um, we're, we're big believers, big believers in mental health days in our household. Some days my kids wake up and they're like, I just can't do it today. I'm like, cool. Don't go to school. You need a mental health day. And they're so they, the next day they're able to go back to school, feel wonderful and really do it. And we need to, we need to really extend that kind of grace to people, um, both in our families and outside of our families, you know? So yeah, when it comes to not knowing what's wrong with you, I'm a huge believer that we have to take health into our own hands. We cannot just put the burden on our physicians and our yeah. on, on our health practitioners and just expect them to have all the answers when they really, in reality, only spend, you know, five, 10 minutes with us once a year. And then they, they do our blood work. How on earth are they supposed to know what's really wrong with you? It's like, we right. have to, we have to do the hard work. We have to read the books. We have to talk to people. We have to listen to podcasts like yours and mm-hmm. really do the work until we find those solutions. And then on top of that, I mean, half the time finding one physician, going to another physician, going to another physician, even with insurance can be a financial burden. So the more research you do before you go into that doctor's office, the better prepared you're going to be with, you know, whether that be a request for, Hey, I don't want that on my blood work. Can you do this test instead? You know? Yeah. Um, People don't even really think about that before they go in. No. And you know, and it's funny because the more I've learned, the more I found that you don't even need your doctor to request blood work. You can actually get that done independently without your doctor's, you know, without things like you can literally just order your own blood work and pay for it yourself. And it's usually like 30, 50 bucks. So yeah. um, Yeah. There's, there's so much, so much more responsibility that we need to take for our own health. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And you know, it's so interesting because like in the way that healthcare is set up right now, like it's set up to be very dependent on the physicians and the practitioners. And it takes away kind of all the power from the patient. And it's really, really sad. Like that's one of the things that I would like to see in healthcare shift is just like more resources for patients to become empowered and educated and um, just more like like well-versed in their own bodies and figuring out what's going on in their own bodies. Because a lot of times right now, because everything is, you know, so sciencey and all of the words don't make sense, like it's really hard for people to... Um, to do that research and to really take it in and understand exactly what's going on, you know? Absolutely. And I think that starts in school. I think it starts, yeah. like, we, need, we need to teach nutrition at, in school. Like why, why is it that our kids know how to do advanced formulations in math, but they don't know to choose a <laughs> banana over a cookie. I know. Like, come on now. Like it, it's one of those things, like it, it needs to start young. And if, and if the schools aren't doing it, we as parents need to have those tough conversations with our kids yeah. about the choices that they make so that when they do leave the house, they're making healthier choices and they're more informed and they're more educated about what's good for them and what's not good for them. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Such a huge issue. Like that's like a systemic issue that, I mean, that's, that's another whole thing that we could talk about, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I could could go on for days about how our system needs, needs a little bit of work when it comes to healthcare. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So, um, what would you say are your 
top three tips for people who are maybe like dealing with a health issue and want to start that journey to like dig deeper and find what the root cause is? Absolutely. So the first is um, to trust your gut. If you feel like there's something wrong, there's something wrong, period. Like don't let anybody tell you that it's, you know, oh, you're getting older. No, no, no. If there's something wrong, (laughs) there's something wrong. You know your body better than anybody else. Um, The second is to really pay attention to what you're eating. Um, I'm definitely guilty of like, you know, larger portion sizes or, Hey, it's organic. Okay. But it's still ice cream. <laughs> you yeah. know, even if it's organic ice cream, it's ice cream. Yeah. You know, so pay attention to what you're eating. And sometimes, sometimes it's hard to put that mirror in front of us and be like, I can't, you know, I, I, I eat healthy. No, no, you're not really eating healthy. Right. You know, you, you kind of have to do that. And so I always recommend write it down for a week, write down everything that you yeah. eat whether it's just one bite of something or not, just write it down. And then at the end of the week, look back at it and say, okay, you know, this is how much I actually ate. You know, a normal portion size, you know, of rice is a cup and I filled up my bowl with three cups, you know? So that way you can kind of see some patterns. Um, I also like writing down what you eat and then writing down how you feel. How you feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a huge connection between these two things. Like, um, I have like an incredible example. Like I, I was dealing with really, really bad pain in my right side and I couldn't figure out what was causing it out of the blue. I had all this pain. Of course, went to the doctor. She sent me to a surgeon. She sent me to a GI doctor. Surgeon wanted to cut out my gallbladder. GI doctor <laughs> wanted to do a colonoscopy. Oh my goodness. Uh, and like, and like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, let me go back to what I know. Let me write down what I'm eating and look for patterns on how I feel. And I found out that I was just not digesting eggs well. And I took eggs out of my diet and the pain went away. It was Gosh. just that simple. And I, th- I think back on that. I'm like, if I had listened to the surgeon, I would have no gallbladder today. You know, like that's how close I went to going into surgery. And I could have just seen a pattern, you know? Yeah. So definitely look for those patterns in your life. Look for those patterns in things you eat, even in the, the products that you wear, you know? Um, if you're dealing with, you know, redness and flame skin, itchy scalp, that kind of stuff, it really yeah. sometimes could be your laundry detergent. It could be your, your, the cream that you use and whatever it is. So definitely look for patterns. Yeah. You kind of have to be your own investigative journalist, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and, and then the third thing is, is really just do the research. It takes time. And I don't mean just going to web MD because if you go there, you're going to think you're dying. Like, just, right. Yeah. You know, like it's a black like, hole of, like information that may not be correct. So correct. Correct. Yeah. Do your research, get involved in Facebook groups. I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups because when you get lots of anecdotal kind of, um, you could talk to other people, Hey, I had this symptom too. It was X, Y, Z. Have you looked into that? Like just being able to communicate, we tend to be so isolated. Um, Mm. even though we have all these communication devices, I, I see that despite all the internet and, you know, social media, we really can feel isolated and getting involved in different health and wellness groups and really throwing your problems out there and having other people genuinely help you and reach out to you and say, Hey, let me message you. Let's talk. You know, you might be dealing with X, Y, and Z. It's a really surprisingly a really good resource. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and also it can help people not feel so alone because well, if they're also struggling with the same thing, or if there's this one, um, one problem that was solved with another person that you're experiencing, it could be a really cool way to like be like, Oh, so I'm not the only one that this has happened to. I'm, I, you know, I'm not by myself in this. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that feeling of being alone, especially when you're dealing with something, it feels like nobody understands. And when somebody else says, Hey, I get you, I see Mm -hmm. you, I get you. Let's work on this together. 
it's just, it's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, well, is there anything else, Natalie, that we haven't talked about that you'd like to share? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think we've covered just about everything with magnesium. Um, another, oh, another thing is, um, especially for moms out there, nursing moms, pregnant moms, one of the biggest questions I get is, Hey, I'm pregnant. Should I be taking magnesium? Oh, that's yes. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your body demands more magnesium when you're pregnant, when you're nursing. So mm-hmm. especially I know when, when I was pregnant, I would get Charlie horses all the time. I would get restless leg all the time. At the time, I didn't know that I was magnesium deficient and not surprisingly, my prenatal didn't have any magnesium in it. So oh, yeah. um, <laughs> if I knew then what I knew now is I needed to get more magnesium and, you know, soaking your feet in some Epsom salt at the end of the day, wonderful way to quickly get magnesium. Um, there's so there talk to, of course, talk to your OBGYN first, but right. Right. Do know that while pregnant and while nursing, you do need more magnesium at that time. And children need magnesium too. You know, kids are out there playing and and running and sweating out so much of their electrolytes. Um, magnesium's an electrolyte. They need more of it. Um, they're growing. They need more magnesium, that type of thing. Yeah. Wow. So much amazing information here. And I hope that, you know, anyone who's listening is getting a lot out of this. And if you feel like you are possibly (laughs) deficient in magnesium, reach out to Natalie. Natalie, where can we find you? So I can be found um, on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. I'm really big on TikTok. I do a lot, um, a lot of Q and A. Me too, right? <laughs> I do a lot. Of, I answer a lot of questions on TikTok, and it's all at beat rooted in. So at b e r o o t e d i n. So awesome. um, I also have a really great resource. Um, I wrote. I took a bunch of the research over the past five years and wrote a 25 page ebook that has a lot of the science. Cause I know like magnesium can be overwhelming, but it's got a lot of science, especially the science between magnesium and cholesterol and blood pressure and diabetes and all these other issues. Um, how, how magnesium can kind of interacts with them. So if you want to learn more about magnesium, it's free. I put it out there for anybody to have, and you can get that at berootedin.com backslash magnesium. Awesome. Yeah. All of those links will be in the show notes for people um, who want to check all of that out. Um, I like to end with this last question for all of my guests, because of course, this is the Aligned and Well podcast. Natalie, to you, what does it mean to be truly aligned and well? Um, For me, that means living intentionally, like Mm. really being thoughtful in all that you do and living in the present and not so much in the future. Like, what am I going to do next? What happens next? Or what am I planning for? No, like what's happening right now in this moment? Let yeah. me enjoy this moment. Let me be in this moment. Um, that to me is what Aligned and Well stands for. Love it. Love it. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for your time and for interviewing with me today. Um, this was such a great like informational podcast episode. I learned a lot. I hope my listeners learned a lot. So again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for what you're doing. Oh my goodness. What an amazing (laughs) thing that you're doing. Thank you. Awesome conversation with Natalie today. I am so grateful to have connected with her and for her to be sharing all of this amazing information with us. Um, If you would like to connect with Natalie, I've put all of her info in the show notes. You can follow her on social media, see what she's up to. Yeah, really, really cool interview. 
All right, guys. Well, if you want to come hang out with me and my community, I've got a free community on Facebook that is um, just focused on cultivating self-love, supporting each other in a holistic way, creating a life that's aligned with our hearts. And I'd love to have you. It's called Heart Aligned Humans. The link will be in the show notes. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear your feedback if you're listening on a podcast platform where you can leave a review. Please do so. I'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So if this episode resonated with you at all, if you found this information super helpful, uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and take a screenshot of the episode, share it on social media, and remember to tag me. I love seeing whenever you guys are listening. Um, and especially if you guys are, are taking away a lot of um, a lot of big insights, let me know. Share it on social media and, and let me see. So tag me at Nurse Coach Sean on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, everyone. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Bye, guys.